you're uh, speaking really loud. So you can hear me? Yes, man. I'm just saying that, like, there's something up. Like what, the volume's fucked up or something? No, it's kind of like you got an echo. Not like a loud echo, but like, you know how it is when your speakers are too loud and you hear that wah, wah? Yeah. I don't think you really care, but that's all right. <laughs> well, I've got I've got a headset downstairs, but I don't think I really need it because I hear you just fine. So the audio should come through okay. Yeah, all right. All right, let me uh, invite John real quick. That's going to be a pain in the ass. Somebody was on the phone. I don't know who it was. It's Daniel. Okay. John didn't join in the last podcast, so I've got to add him. Hold on. Let me add him. So you just get out of work, boy? Yeah, boy. Mm. Work, work, work. Working, lad. Working and mad. How was your uh, holiday, man? Short. Short and sweet. <laughs> that was good. Um, had to work on Christmas, so I got a little bit of extra bonus pay. That's nice. Yeah, that's yep. good. Because this, this thought, job. Yeah, I heard I your. Um, go ahead. God damn it. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, this job I took is uh, a pretty significant uh, step down from pay, so getting to work on holidays is a is a plus, even if it is, you know, undesirable. Significant drop in pay. Is that what you said? Yeah, your video. I I can't see your video. I can't see yours either, boy. Well, I turned mine off because I'm driving. That's probably why you can't see mine because you're fucking driving. No, that's not why. I'm seeing a green screen with lines through it. Oh. Well, let's see what's going on here. Turn turn your video off and back on for a second. And then just yeah, hey man, don't don't put this shit in the podcast, okay? Because this is <laughs> we don't need to like you did on the last one. Yeah, your video's fucked. Well, you can still hear me, can't you? Yeah, but if you're gonna upload this, I mean the video. <laughs> People want to hear us talking about the technical fucking difficulties. I want to bet when you stop driving, I'm going to bet that the video magically heals itself. Magically heals itself. Um, I, I don't know. Well, you know, you might be onto something because once I get around the hospital, like the signal's kind of choppy and um, the the you know the reception drops off and blah 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 blah. But um, yeah, so this job I'm taking, uh, job I'm taking, the job I'm in now. I think the base pay pre-tax was like 36,000 and the base pay pre-tax that I was at was 45,000. So that's, yeah, that's you know pretty, uh, yeah, that's a cut and pay man for sure. Yeah, it's an 8 bit uh, and I'm I'm just, you know, using whole numbers cuz I don't really remember the the dollar amount. I want to say it's between 8 and 9,000 a year that I'm losing, but um th- this is the only thing that I could find that would allow me to work and have a full-time job with benefits and allow me to still go to school. Um, I really dropped the ball on researching what school to go to because the school I'm at now, the, the, um, the chemistry classes I've got to take, man, they don't fucking offer them in the morning. They only offer them at night or the evening. Sorry. And it's like, shit, 
trying to balance all this stuff is a lot harder than I fucking thought it would be. I'm sure you do fine. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> Just dismiss it. It's all. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, it's just trivial, Aaron. You'll be, you'll be all right. <laughs> well, how are you going to cheat in chemistry? What's your strategy? No, oh, dude, they just got to fucking read the shit. Just got to study. That's why I needed to get out of the job that I was in, man. I, I couldn't, you know, work and, and prepare for my courses at the same time. Whereas with this job, um, there's significant downtime between activities. So I'm able to, you know, read the book. Like I'm reading the book now for genetics because I can um, whereas when I worked in the ED, yeah, there were times where I, or I, I didn't do much, but it was too sporadic. It wasn't nowhere near enough where I just sat on my ass for a little while. You know, I mean, there were times where it was like five or six hours. I'm not stopping because I got to do so much goddamn work. So with this job, it's, it's not like that. Uh, it's way more relaxed. You know, the only patient care that I'm involved with is what I a volunteer to do. Like I might help somebody move a patient around or, you know, something like that, but that I, I, I can't be doing what I used to do anymore because um, that's outside of my job description. So I'll, I'll get in trouble for doing it if I get caught. So uh, there's like, no, nah, I'm not going to chance it. Yeah, but they ask you anyway. I, I need to. Uh-huh. That's fucked up. Well, no, I was going to say I, I need to stay on top of these skills but the good thing is, is that I talked to a couple of doctors and they're willing to let me um, observe them while they're doing stuff. So that'll be helpful. But, you know, this the stuff that you need to know how to do, like putting a needle in somebody's arm or in their stomach or in their neck. You, you know, you you got to practice that shit. If you don't practice it and keep up with it, man, you get bad at it. <laughs> yeah, well, I bet, man. But hey, I, I gotta say, man, I can I can toot my own horn a little bit because I started mom's IV on one try. And she's sitting there complaining, like I had to get stuck three times and all this other shit. And I'm like, Mom, just take a deep breath, let it out slow, bam, IV's in. All right, you ready? Let's hang these fluids up and let's go. And that's it. You should probably do one of those with her once a week, give her some vitamins and shit. <laughs> So Brittany said, Aaron, come out here every, uh, every two weeks and do this and do this. And I was like, uh, that's not a good idea. <laughs> that's, that's not a good idea. I'll do once a month if she wants it. But, um, every two weeks is a little, little much, you know, scar tissue and volume overload and all that other stuff. So, um, you know, if, if she had a doctor's order for, uh, fluids every two weeks, that would be different. But I think once a month would be good enough for her. And she said she felt better after. So I'm like, yes. Okay, so this is obvious that, one, you may be drinking water, but you definitely ain't drinking enough. And you're not getting all the other stuff that's in an IV bag. Because an IV bag is not just water. It's all kinds of other stuff, too. So obviously your nutrition is lacking, and that's why you feel like crap. Yeah, I mean, no secret there. Yeah, and my mom's always had a problem with that, so... We're sitting here going on and on about mom's diet. <laughs> you got to have them vitamins, boy. Vitamins. Vitamin. Vitamins. Like fucking Flintstone vitamins. <laughs> yeah. I got some downstairs. I have one one a day. Ever since the pandemic started, I started having one. Um, so that's called the placebo effect. You're probably not even actually getting any fucking benefit from those, but you feel like you are. So fuck it. Right. It says it's got the it meets the dietary recommendations, so I fucking take them. That that's a bunch of bullshit. So okay, here's the thing about 
dietary recommendations and and classifications that shit is outdated as hell so you'll uh hear people like let's say let's throw john out there for, for a second all right so john's doctor told him that he was morbidly obese right and we talked yep. about that at length on several episodes um so let's just say that uh with john's case you know you can look at john and tell like hey bro needs to lose some weight but what they do is, is they make that morbidly obese classification off the BMI. And the BMI is not sufficient. The BMI is not a measurement of your muscle ratio or any of that stuff. It just takes account for your total mass, like the, how much mass does your body have. So you can be a bodybuilder and your BMI will be too high and the doctor will say, hey, you're obese. If he hasn't seen how you physically look, he'll just look at your chart and be like, oh, he's five foot ten and 280. Oh, yeah, that's that's a. Uh, that's BMI over 30%. That's obese. But then he'll look at you and be like, oh, his body fat percentage is only like 10%. Whereas with John, it's more like 35%. That's really obesity. Your yeah, body I mean, fat percentage is your obesity. Yeah, you look at, um, you know, guys like The Rock or Hulk Hogan, you know, at their height, we're over 300 pounds. And it's like, yeah, but they're jacked to the gills. But if you get like a pro, <laughs> if you get a pro football player, they might be 320 pounds, but it's not as obvious, right? Like they're not. No. So not at all as obvious because some of those guys are are really fat, and some of those yeah. guys it's a it's a real health risk for them to be as big as they are and to be athletes, mm-hmm. right? And so um, you got guys like Ronnie Coleman. I don't know how he did it, man. But I've, I've been listening to a lot of the Joe Rogan podcasts, and he had uh, Ronnie Coleman on there, and they're talking about his diet and his training plan. And uh, Ronnie Coleman said he got down to less than 1% body fat. I didn't even know that was humanly possible. I thought that would, like, put you at risk for, like, health complications because your body needs fat. Your brain needs fat. You know, all kinds of stuff, stuff in your body needs fat. And if you cut your body fat percentage down too low, you make yourself sick. But he was over 300 pounds with less than 1% body fat, man. The dude was a, a fucking animal. Well, animals usually do have fat on them. Um, well, then I don't know what he was. I mean, he was, <laughs> <laughs> he was a muscle man. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. If that's a muscle man. A fucking, yeah, yeah, sure. If he, was a, if he was a hero, he would be fucking Flex Mentallo or some bullshit. Yeah, it's so weird because... You see him like that old now, but I don't remember him that way. So it's weird seeing him so different. Yeah. and So <laughs> I heard another video of this bodybuilder talking about how he was working out. And he was talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. And this bodybuilder, man, I can't remember his name. I, I could uh, tell you who it was if I saw his face. But anyway, he, uh, he's uh, talking about his relationship with Arnold and how Arnold's you know, sense of humor is kind of dry. You know, he likes to jack with people a little bit, poke a little fun. You know, nothing serious, but, you know, he'll tease you a little bit. And yeah. so they're in the gym together one day, and he's doing these leg presses, man. He's fucking leg pressing like 600 pounds. And uh, Arnold's, you know, talking to him a little bit. He's like, man, this really sucks. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm doing all this work, putting myself through all this misery just so I can grow old and look like you. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, very funny. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, uh, there's a story that on the uh... – the Predator movie, the uh, first one that Arnold was in, you know? That, yeah, man, I know. That um, Jesse the Body Ventura had um, was getting fitted for his costume. And 
he was talking shit to Arnold, and he was like, you know, I've, Jesse the Body Ventura's got bigger biceps than than Arnold. It's a fact. And when he was getting fitted, the uh, the people doing the costumes were like, oh, um, you know, this is it's like 23 or 24 inches or whatever it was. And, and Jesse's like, well, what was Arnold's? And they were like, oh, he's actually two inches under you. And, like, you know, he's happy as shit. And so Jesse's going around beating his chest, bragging and all that shit. And so finally, he, you know, gets to Arnold on set and he's talking about it. And it's just spreading rumors. And so Arnold, like in another interview, is looking at the camera and they're like, hey, Arnold, uh, Jesse's going around saying that his arms are bigger than yours. Somebody trick looked. He told the people to tell him that to make him go around looking like a fool. And then Arnold, like, you know, <laughs> guns and got, you know, two inches on Jesse and just like, God damn it. So, you know, <laughs> so Jesse did that. Make himself feel better, he would start showing up before Arnold did to make it look like he'd been working out longer. And then Arnold would show up <laughs> even earlier because he wanted to be Jesse. And then so Jesse said at one point they were getting up at 3 a.m. in the morning just to get to the fucking gym. <laughs> so I read that. I was reading about like facts about the movie when uh, Prey, that, that new Predator movie came out. Yeah. I was reading about uh, the 1987 Predator. And yeah, I, I, pretty much everything you're saying is. It's to the letter. Um, I didn't see any videos on it, but I did read about it. And I read that Carl Weathers was talking about how um, he would always, you know, find the gym empty and work out then so that other people wouldn't see him working out. And when they ask him about it, he's like, oh, no, I just naturally look this, look this way. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, so they, know, they all had egos. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you know, that that Indian guy, Billy, whatever his name was. He, yeah. Um, he had, he was a felon, so the movie production, like, he had to have security there. He couldn't be on set by himself because of his background. Yeah, yeah, and I think they said something about him being kind of like a wild card. He was kind of mean. Yeah. Yeah, well, like he was he one of Stallone's friends. Remember, he was in that Stallone movie, Lock Up. So that's like I never saw it. it. No, I never oh, saw it. It's pretty good. It's a prison movie. Yes. I can... Um. But yeah, no, that was um that I mean the Predators it's a classic, man. That's a good movie, damn good movie. That's that's one of my favorites, you know. And and granted, there was a lot of problems with that that film. Um, like some of the quality's not that good and some of the cinematography's not that good, but you know, just the story itself is fucking cool. Well and what they did good. I was gonna say when you read the uh, trivia about that, um you may not notice it because Arnold's such a fucking big dude. But he actually lost weight during that movie because he got sick while they were filming in Mexico. Almost everybody did. And um, as you're watching it, you know, he's surviving and living on his own. At least that's the character's story, right? But Arnold's physically losing weight. So it kind of looks like, you know, he's enduring that. And it sells the story that much more. Um, and, you know, it's just everything. There's so much to the behind the scenes for that film. Like Jean-Claude Van Damme was going to be the predator. Um they, they, all that stuff, all that ties in to make it just a good story. Yeah, and you can tell in the clips because, like, his face gets more gaunt as as the ending goes. Um, yeah, and you see the video of John Claude wearing that stupid costume they had him in, and it's like, why, <laughs> why fucking include him in this? You're gonna have him walking around like a puppet, like a Jim Henson puppet. Like, you can't see John Claude. You just gotta. It could be anybody in that damn suit. Um, yeah. So they made the right call by scrapping that and going with the seven foot. Basketball player and throwing him out there. Peter Hall. Um, yep. Huh? Kevin Peter Hall. Yeah, he's dead, right? 
I don't know. Um, I did read that he was the chopper pilot that went to go pick yeah. Dutch up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, they wanted to have him have a cameo, so it's the the black pilot at the end. It's actually him, but he's like you know crouched up in the fucking helicopter, you know, trying to. Pay. Yeah, because he's so fucking tall. Yeah, all that work yeah. he put in and struggle as the the damn predator. Like they had to hook him up to a gantry or some shit because moving around in the predator costume was hard. <laughs> well, and you can't you can't damage that thing, man. That's that's that costs thousands of dollars to make that fucking suit. You can't damage. Yeah, it. you're in deep shit. That, that's back when Stan Winston Arts was a huge studio, and now everything's, you know, some makeup and some CGI, and you may have well, some plaque, you know. You know, in that movie and Prey, in the movie Prey, like, it actually is a guy in a suit. They just went back over it with CGI to touch it up. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying is, like, back then in, you know, the, the early 90s, late 80s, you know, it was all makeup and hands-on mm -hmm. creations, right? And that's what Stan Winston Character Arts was known for. And it was a huge um, opportunity for them to get on Aliens, to get on Predator, you know, all that stuff. And Terminator. Um, yeah, yeah that, rem that reminds me of, um, man, the other day I was reading this article about, with me and my coworker, we were talking about shows from the 80s. Yeah. And we, we brought up this one, you probably don't remember it, Aaron, but it was called ALF. And no, I well, wait, wait, wait. You talking about the show or the movie? The show, Alf. Yeah, where there was a puppet. Yeah. And he yeah. ate cats. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. That's Alf. Yeah, he <laughs> ate cats. He wore a watch. Like when I was when I was like Roger's age, Alf was fucking the shit. Like everybody fucking loved Alf. Like that was a little Alf toy, Alf cartoon. You know, everything about Alf was cool. Have little Alf stuff, little Alf toy. You know. Right. But um. I was reading behind the scenes and apparently the set of the show fucking sucked ass because the way they did it was if they were doing a live shot that wasn't on set, they had this uh, three foot midget dressed up in an elf costume and <laughs> the midget was like, he was kind of a well-known actor. He'd been in other shit. So he charged him an ass load. He's like, Oh, if you want me to wear that thing and act, you know, you got to pay me this much. And they were like, fuck, we don't have any other midgets that can do this shit. So yeah, we got to paint. So they, you they only say the word him. midget anymore. Huh? You can't say the word midget anymore. You can't say the word midget anymore. <laughs> but the I knew you were going to sing that dumb shit. I knew you were going to sing it. Little person. So anyways, so what they did was for the rest of the show, they had um, the set was rigged to where the puppeteer, the guy who manned the puppet, would, was underneath the set. And he would move. Yeah. And so they would have to, anytime they would do a scene, he was in one spot stationary. So when you see Alf, he's usually behind something or something where the puppet can get up and, you know, puppeteer the guy from down below. And he was right. using one hand for the mouth, the other hand for like arm movement, you know, whatever. And, uh, but when they would go to another area, so you think about how many times in a sitcom somebody moves around. A lot. Anytime they would move, they had to stop, move the fucking puppet over. He'd have to crawl under that fucking thing, get yeah. position. And then take the take. And the actors, they're looking at a fucking, they're looking like if if you were at Daniel's house when he's doing his little puppet show, that's what the actors are having. And <laughs> looking at a damn puppet and you're like, ow, you know, and you're trying to be real about it and shit. But it's a fucking toy that somebody's fucking playing with. So right. um, the actors, the, the main guy was fucking, he was over it. He was like, I pray to God this show would fucking end. But it was so huge and it was so big. That you know they were making a shit ton of money, but everybody was miserable. Yeah. They were filming. It would take them. They said they, it took them twenty hours just to film one episode. Jesus so, Christ! So yeah, you know that's too you, much, man. Yeah, and so everybody's just having to sit on set. Everybody's fucking waiting. I mean, the no, actors. Fuck well. all that noise. 
That's too well, much. The actors were paid well, and you know, the, all the film guys are all union guys, so everybody's making money. But yeah. you're, you're spending a lot of time just sitting there. A lot, a lot of bullshit. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, a lot of bullshit. So uh, uh, there's another there's another sitcom that was like that. I think it was Unhappily Ever After, where it was mm-hmm. a talking fucking bunny on a couch. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, yeah it started off with the uh, the Ray Charles song. Uh, Woman, oh woman, why you treat me so mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I mean, I think about that all the time because that the actor for the for the rabbit had a very distinct voice, and I've heard his voice acting and other stuff, and I think I may have even seen it on TV or a movie. But I, when it when it comes to like trivia or facts about that show, I don't know shit. I mean, I it recognize some of the actors in it, but that's it. It was a it was a married with children ripoff, but it came it came years later. Like it was it was supposed to be like that. Like the guy the dad was kind of the slacker dad. Yeah, he even looked. Yeah, he even kind of looked like um, fucking yeah. Bill o- or Ed O'Neill. Excuse me. Yeah, well, and the wife was like dressed like Scantily Cad, like Peggy used to be, you know. Yeah. Um, Katie Seagal. Uh, but the, the only reason why I really remember that show is because this kid was this big bruiser guy. He's like 330 pounds, and in the show he got into pro wrestling. And that back wrestling. in those days, we were really we were big fans of pro wrestling back then. So that's oh, that's what dude. I remember about the show. You know, I, so I, for a while there, I don't know why I started getting on this kick. Oh, I, I know why. I, I, I saw this fucking clip of the Ultimate Warrior just, uh, and it was all these, uh, yeah, it was all these like uh, little clips of him just losing his fucking mind. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> one yeah, of them, he's literally, one of the clips, he's literally doing like this. <laughs> yeah, saying nonsense, and you know, bro. You can't understand anything he's fucking saying. <laughs> well, yeah, I had to watch it like five times to get what he was fucking talking about. Anyway, um, so, you know, I, I started diving into him and some of his interviews and te- hearing about his story and blah, 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 blah. And once I go down those rabbit trails, I start looking at all these other connections. What he what his uh, what was it? Uh, his worst match was on WCW with Hulk Hogan. Um, it was so bad that they offered the, the episode free the next day. Um, and just uh, some people called it like the worst wrestling match of the cent- of the decade or some shit. Uh, it was uh, Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. But then also his best wrestling match was the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, so it was kind of strange that it, uh, you know it kind of circled back that way. Well, but it's because one was under Vince and it was passing the torch, and the other one was under yeah. WCW, and they didn't know what the fuck they were doing there for a while. Well, so what I what I read was is where everything went wrong was when Hulk Hogan lit that flash paper and it blew up in his face. Yeah. He literally burned his face. He burned his eyebrows and his hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was that was kind of like the the where that went wrong. But you know, I started yeah. reading up about that and uh, Bret Hart and Owen Hart and man, yeah. I, I really forgot. You know, I, I can think back and when I really try, I can I can picture myself watching TV and seeing some of those wrestling matches with Bret Hart and the sunglasses and the pink and black. And, you know, I, I look back at that and I kind of remember it. And then I watch some of those videos where the other wrestlers like Mick Foley is talking about how his kid wanted to be Owen Hart. And Owen Hart was kind of like an icon. But then, you know, it was it's really hard to remember some of that stuff, man. Oh, man, I can remember when Owen Hart died. Everybody was talking about it the next day. At school. Yeah, we only had one kid, uh, Joey. He had he he saw it because he was real big in the a lot of everybody knew wrestling. A few of us were really into it. Joey was really into it. And, but he, for whatever reason, he got it, but it wasn't the one that you paid for. He got it free because it was on the Spanish channel. So he got it in Espanol. 
But uh, <laughs> he actually saw it go down live, man. He saw the guy actually, uh, fucking Brett, just actually the cable cut and died. And he said, yeah, man, it, it was bad. And, like, everything like, everything just cut away when it happened. And they went right to the, the desk. And you could tell something was really wrong. Um, yeah, man, it's funny because it's funny you said that because about a year ago when, when they started doing the network, the WWE network, and now it's on Peacock, when I got it, I thought I would go back and, like, try to relive how What's we watched it, it back back then when we were kids what's and, it on huh peacock. what's it on peacock it's on peacock now wwe on peacock the peacock app like nbc is it's a the mascot is a fucking peacock that's what it's on i just wanted and, uh, you to say peacock <laughs> oh, well uh anyways i started going back and watching it and we fi- i finally got to the shit that i remembered and uh the problem with that is it's about you know the raw episodes back then were about two hours long so you're going to watch a two hour program for about five minutes of fucking good material. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, you know, cause you're really waiting for the rock or stone cold or Bret Hart and Bret Hart yeah. was an asshole. When we, when we were getting really into it, it's when Bret Hart was, cause when I was, when I was uh, Isabella's Logan's age, no Isabella's age. When I was Isabella's age, like Bret Hart was the fucking hero. Like that was the guy. He was the champ. What age was that man? These people listening don't know how old these fucking kids are. 10. When, when, okay. Um, when I was 10. I'm just trying I was trying to tell you so you have a fucking frame of reference. That's what I was trying just, to tell. Just you. say the number. <laughs> 10. When I was fucking 10, Bret Hart was the king. And uh Yeah. Anyways, but then he became an asshole within like 3 years because everything was changing cuz uh Stone Cold was a bad guy, he was a heel, but people were liking him because he was real, you know? Like he was yeah. he just didn't give a fuck and like that was the you know, that was the, the music back then. Era. Yeah. yeah, the attitude era. And I was reading about that. He didn't like the attitude era. He didn't think that was the direction to go. And then it became uh, like a, a a country versus country thing, the Canada versus the U.S. Because yeah. uh, the Owen family was, you know, originally from Canada. And yep. uh, I started reading up about his dad and how his, uh, his dad was a legitimate wrestler. And yep. he started this foundation or whatever it's called. And um, yep. I, I didn't know this because, you know, at the time, all I cared about was Owen and Bret Hart. But they had like, Ten brothers and sisters. Yeah, British bulldog. Yeah, the, the, one sister married the British bulldog, and then uh, one sister married Jim Nambel Dinehart. And uh, yeah. yeah, well, and uh, with Bret Hart, you know, kind of that was the kind of the start when things. So when he when he turned to be a bad guy in the U.S., the way Vince sold it to him, he's like, yeah, but you'll still be a good guy in Canada, and that's what you care about. Brett's like, okay, yeah, I can do that, and then um. Man, WCW just came at him with too much money, and Vince was getting beat, so he couldn't afford to pay Brett what what WCW could. And Vince was like, "Well, look, if you can make more money, go over there. Go over there. Like, you know, no hard feelings, but we're not we're going to take the belt off of you." And Vince and Brett was like, "Well, I don't want to lose it. I just don't want to lose it. And I especially don't want to lose it to Shawn Michaels because he fucking hated him." And Vince was like, "Well, I remember reading that he also didn't want to lose it in Canada, right? Like, if right. I lose it, at least work with me on this and don't let me lose it in Canada." But he still yeah. fucking lost. <laughs> yeah, before before uh, Shawn Michaels went out there, Triple H told him he was like, you know, Shawn was like, what do I do? Like, what am I? What if he doesn't do it? And Shawn's like, you got to protect the company. So that means you got to fucking do it. Like, if he doesn't, if he does some shit, you got to be ready to go. And there's no doubt in my mind that Bret Hart would have beat the fuck out of Shawn Michaels if something had kicked off. But yeah, you know, that's that was that. Like and so, and all, he broke camera equipment and all kinds of other stuff too. Yeah. He like went on a rampage, started smashing shit. Yeah, well, he smashed Vince in the face, fucking gave him a black eye. 
<laughs> um, but um, yeah, so that and that was in, that, and that's kind of like what started the attitude era, kind of because the cameras were back there filming it. You had something real. You had a real story behind the scenes, and you know Vince even had that famous interviews like, you know Vince McMahon didn't screw Bret Hart, Bret screwed Bret, and like that thing went. You know, before things went viral, it was kind of like a viral clip. You would see it all the time. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a fun little part of wrestling. Wrestling's, you know, wrestling's fun. You know, I don't I don't I don't take it too seriously, but it's always a fun time. You know, it's always fun to watch. And nowadays I try to get back into it. And uh, so I go I go to some of the matches now and uh, it's it's a lot of fun, man. Going to them in person is dope. It's fun. But um, the storyline sometimes is just so fucking ridiculous. It's so bad. <laughs> uh, and, and now it's worse now than it was and then back like i said watching it now like going back and watching the old episodes it's fucking rough man you're waiting for a lot just to get a little bit of gold but now it's pretty bad because there's only first of all all the wrestlers now are nowhere near because they're not on steroids anymore right there's like maybe like four guys that are on steroids everybody else is off that shit so they're not they don't look as impressive there's nobody that looks like the fucking ultimate warrior there's nobody that looks like undertaker or kane or Hulk Batista, Hogan. Batista was was huge. Yeah, Batista was, but you know he didn't wrestle anymore. Um, again, steroids. So all those guys. That last that was the Batista, Brock Lesnar, John Cena, and um, God, what's his name, Randy Orton. They all came out of the same class. The guys aren't like that anymore. You know, they're just not jacked like that. Jacked to the gills. It just it's not it's not good for you. You can't live that long like that. Uh, Billy Gunn's the only one that's still big like that. Billy Gunn is fucking massive. Um, the ass man. Yeah, um, I remember really going. Ron Coleman, or no, not Ron Coleman, Mark Coleman. Mark Coleman's still fucking big. Yeah. Yeah, the funny thing about ass man, now he's daddy ass on the wrestling program I watch, AEW. He's, <laughs> he's daddy ass, and the team that he's affiliated with, they're called the Acclaimed, and their gimmick is scissor me. They do scissoring. They 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 like, like you know, when you're playing rock, paper, scissors, and they, they scissor each other with their fingers. And now they say, scissor me, daddy ass, whenever they come out there. And, you know, it's kind of funny. They do raps and shit. That's gross, man. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> fucking hilarious. So the raps they do, the shit they talk on their raps is fucking funny as hell. And one of the, one of the guys is, like, full-blown gay. Like, he's he's really, so they're real big in the LGBTQ stuff. But it's, it's they're a funny group, man. But um, No, dude, that's, <laughs> that's just too much. Well, you know, I, I mean, Billy Gunn, his thing back when we were kids was suck it. Let's get ready to suck it. You know, now he's doing scissor me. Ugh. <laughs> scissor me, daddy ass. That's what he says every every time they get in the ring. Scissor me, daddy ass. What, then, what are you looking at? <laughs> uh, I felt a breeze coming through. I thought somebody opened the fucking door. <laughs> so you can see me. Oh uh, yeah, your screen keeps going back and forth between video and green lines, but um, huh. oh well, it, it'll be all right. We're already fucking thirty minutes in, so thirty minutes uh, in. Yeah, so <laughs> when we were uh, when we when when I came up there and it was the kid's birthday, um, when Sebastian came down there and was eating that cupcake, dude, I was like, this is the perfect ogre for anything Shane wants to film in the future. Yeah. He's just not. He don't give a fuck about nothing. <laughs> no, no, bro, no. We know. Why? Why are you talking like fucking Mister Black now, bro, 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 <laughs> bro? You've been hanging around Mister Black. <laughs> no, I haven't seen. I haven't seen Mister Black in person in fucking years, man. 
Uh, yeah, he was at uh, Uncle Justin's um, uh, memorial service. I remember I that. That's the last fucking time I seen that bastard. Yeah, he uh, he had some gray in his beard. I wasn't expecting that. Um, speaking I think of, he's all gray now. Thinking of, speaking of uh, old acquaintances, mom was telling me about Valerie Anderson and how um, she said that her situation is getting kind of grim. The big Balboski. Yeah, I looked at her fucking uh, photo the other day. She was on a walker, thin as shit. Well, what, from my understanding, and this is what mom told me, so I don't, I, I don't know how accurate it is, but she was laid up in some bed, you know, going through stages of dementia, and I'm like, fuck, I, I didn't expect that from her. I mean, when she told me that she had, she was going through cancer, I was like, damn, that's rough. Cancer sucks for anybody that gets it. But now she's beat cancer, and now she's got all this other shit going on. I'm like, shit, man. When you're gonna find out in the next five years, once you get over forty, more people you know are gonna start to die. <laughs> well, the bullshit is, is like people have been dying in our lives since we were kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just gonna be more. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Like I've uh, had, I've had a lot of people at work die because you know, fuck, they're just, just there and they just die. You get older and more people die. So that's just how that's it funny is. That you- it's funny that you said that because this guy that's um, kind of orienting me to my job role, uh, he's in his late 40s, and um, he's talking about some guys. He's been at, at the place that I work at, the VA in Temple. He's been there for going on eight years, eight, maybe eight years plus, and he said, yeah, man, uh, there's been five people that have retired since I've been here, and they've all died. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, that's why that's why when I'm retirement eligible, you know, I want to get out. You know, I don't want to work somewhere till I die. You know. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And for some people, I, I think, you know, when they stop working and they're just not sure what to do with their time, they kind of just waste away. Yeah, yeah, it's just weird because I'm perfectly fine on my own. I don't need I don't need all that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, we've already talked about this. You need to fucking move to the mountains where nobody will ever bother you. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that. I could sell all this shit and go up to the mountains and do pretty good up there. You would not sell all your fucking action figures. You need something to do. Well, I mean, I got to sell them at some point, man. I can't have them forever. Not now, but maybe like in the next 20 years. Why why would you do that? What's the point of collecting them if you're just going to sell them? It's an investment, bro. Making money. Yeah, I get that. But shit, man, it comes to a point where it's like, okay, I'm going to turn this into like my personal museum. You know, this is going to last for, I'm going to pass this down to my kids. No. Why would I give this to them? They can get their own. This is mine. (laughs) It's not going to be yours when you sell it. No, it won't. But the the gains that I get from that will be mine. And I'm fucking going to live it up. And What are you going to do with all that money? (laughs) Party, bro. Dollar, dollar, dollar bill, son. You ain't going to fucking care. You'll be in your 60s. Yeah, so I'll travel. Fucking, I got my passport. I can travel now. You can do that off your pension. You don't need to. This Okay. <laughs> I'm going to fly first class. I got to have leg room. The planes <laughs> are fucking short. My knees get crumpled up in the back. It fucking hurts. First world problems, man. So, no, I mean, look, when the kids are grown and they're out of the house, I don't, I'm not going to have, me and Sarah aren't going to have a reason to need to stay here. It's like we're building roots and we're going to be firm fixtures in the community. Fuck no, we just fucking sell all this shit and go and live it, live it up, man. Live like kings for the nut for the last however long it is. Like, 
Like her mom and stepdad? <laughs> Plus, I want my body uh, launched into space when I die. So that may, maybe I'll be found and be uh, brought back to life. So I've got to save up for that, too. Still hanging on to that dream, huh? <laughs> well, I read an article about the first people that got, like, cryogenically frozen. And you can't really say cryo-frozen because they're not really doing it right. Like, nobody's really figured it out yet. But the first ones is pretty bad. And, like, the brains turned to goop and shit. And the body's, like... the Place got a, the power would go out and the fucking tanks wouldn't do it right and the chemicals would fuck up. So I don't know if being frozen is the way to go. I'm thinking being launched out into a vacuum and, you know, just shoot me like, take me on an orbit to where I'll go out of the solar system and, you know, just like in a little capsule or something or a little plastic bag and just launch me out there and like towards a star system or something like that. Maybe somebody will pick me up, you know, millions of years from now and they'll be like, no. oh, human <laughs> no i guess <laughs> they'll, they'll reanimate me where's where's neil degrassi tyson when you fucking need him because this is just like the most ridiculous <laughs> death wish i've ever heard of so okay if you're looking for that man um let me tell you about some of the stuff that i've read when they find like artificial not artificial remains when they find remains ancient remains from something like sixty thousand years ago or Fifty thousand years ago, that shit's been frozen, and it's been frozen in a place that has very low movement and oxygen and overall change. Um, now you might you might say, well, how's that different than fucking space? Space is a vacuum, all right. So if you get launched out into space and anything happens to the container that you're in, you're fucked. Your body will will be destroyed. And you know if if you're going to be launched out into space in like some sort of capsule or pod that thing has to be fucking indestructible and well, there has maybe to be... yeah maybe it'll be like reverse magnetic or something so everything will reflect away from it no, no that's not <laughs> that's not gonna happen so i think if you're if you're really hoping i don't know why you would hope this but if you're hoping for someday to be re resurrected and brought back to life <laughs> um, if you're hoping for that to happen I think the best bet is to uh, have your body stored in Antarctica, have your body yeah. stored in Antarctica and and just have it stored there under, you know, observation from some sort of medical team. And when the, the when the, the science is discovered and and they, you know, start practicing it, you your number gets pulled. It's like, all right, we got the technology. We're going to start running trials. Uh, Mr. Rollins, he's uh, third on our list. So we'll do these two. We'll get to him and we'll see how this goes. Thought about that, too. that was my original plan. Something like that. Just yeah, book a flight out there when I'm about to die and just like just drop me off. Just push me out in the cold. <laughs> just stay. Just stay there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going back. Mr. Rollins, you're 99 years old. I know that motherfucker. Just leave me here. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and hopefully no penguins or no shit like fucking eat my balls off or something like that. Yeah, I start eating on you while you're fucking there. You wake up without no goddamn fingers. <laughs> but, but no, man, you definitely don't want to be the first motherfucker that they experiment on for this resurrection technology because that's going to yeah, that's going to be a disaster. You know, there's yeah. this movie, um, there's this TV show called Upload where they're experimenting with uploading personalities and identities into a, a network and you live in this virtual reality. Um, and then they started experimenting with downloading that identity and personality into a body. Uh, the first guy they did, they got, they got the actor that played Creed in um, fucking The Office. 
Creed yep. Bratton. Yep. Uh, that actor, he came onto this show and he was just, you know, he did a cameo appearance. He's a he's a dead guy that's coming back to life. They're downloading his personality into a body and his head explodes. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it being I've seen it being kind of fucked up. I saw like uh, that the TV show on Netflix, Black Mirror, where okay. they were um, it was this woman. She was on her deathbed and she was trying to get downloaded into this this that they called it heaven, but it was basically just a computer program where people would just their bodies would get downloaded into. But she didn't have any family members alive to sign off on it. She was an invalid. And so she would go, she was in it already just to kind of experiment and play around, but she was pretty much, uh, she was in a coma and they couldn't bring her out of it. So she had to meet somebody in the system to marry her so they could sign off on her joining the program because you can't do it on your own. But there was people that had been in that thing for so long now that they're, they have no more feelings anymore because in the virtual world, everything you want can, is granted. So nothing gets you excited anymore. And plus, you're not, your dopamine and shit's not working the same anyways. So people yeah. are like doing like uh, Warhammer shit to themselves, trying to get a feeling, you know, trying to get, um, you know, trying to feel cheap. Feeling, I yeah. don't believe it. Um, that sounds, it sounds like a lot of work, man. The, uh, I, I highly recommend to any of our listeners out there, if, you, if you're looking for a new show to watch, upload. It's a, it's a bummer because it's it, the, the, the last season that they have out there, um, they kind of leave you wanting more and that they haven't really tied off the story yet and there's nothing new coming out right now. So it's like, shit, man, I got to wait and wait and wait and wait for new stuff. But the stuff that they got out now called for upload is really good. I really liked it. I thought it was a really well done show. Um, they've got some really good actors and actresses in it. I, I'm a fan. Um, I, I really want them to start making more episodes, but I don't know when that will be. Um, we've talked about this show too. I'm going to bring this up. It's called The Expanse. There's supposed yeah. to be more to that, but they're not releasing that either. I'm like, shit, man. All these good shows have got no, more than two. No, boy, seasons. the expanse, the expanse is done. We're not making any more of that. Yeah, but there's there's more to the story. So it's oh like yeah, yeah, no, there's def- there's more to the story, but they're not making it anymore. I know, and that's a bummer, man. You, I don't know what's going on with these studios where they're canceling all these really good shows. I, I get why they did the um, not The Witcher. Did The Witcher get canceled? No, they were the. <laughs> They had to recast the the main character because yeah. Henry thought he was going to go back to being Superman, and then he found out, no, you're not. Yeah, I, I remember reading about that. That was a fucking debacle. I don't know what's going on with this man, but it's really it's bumming me out because there's some good store, uh, some good shows out there. I mean, Doom Patrol is still going on. Um, the th- the problem I have with Doom Patrol is it seems a little bit of the the same theme being repeated. Now, what what I like about Doom Patrol is how they start exploring more about the characters and their relationships between each other are starting to build up. Like uh, the robot man and the girl with all the personalities are starting to become a little more tight. Um, the cyborg character is starting to get fleshed out a little bit more, and I kind of like that because you know uh, uh, the DC universe. Um, Cinematic Universe Cyborg was okay, but I, I gotta say I like the the TV show Cyborg better on Doom Patrol. I think it's the character better. more fits the more classical version of the character versus the movie stuff. Yeah, and I I just like the way that they've done this character. You know, um, the the actor they picked to play him. I think they found a good. This is a, one of those rare occasions where I feel like everybody that was picked for their roles was a good cast. You know, I see all these other shows, and I'm I'm critical of shows, man. If I don't like the actor or the actress that's been put in a role, it's it's gonna turn me off to the rest of the show. But shows like Doom Patrol and The Expanse, they and uh, Upload, they've got good people in all the fucking roles that they cast. And well, I, 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 
I don't like the captain in Expanse. I don't like that guy. Oh like yeah, the, okay. I can I can see why that is. Yeah, he's. I like little, everybody else, but the captain. He's bland, man. That dude sucks. Like they could have got anybody yeah. else. Like I like I like the pilot, and it sucks that he died, but I liked him. I like yeah. the Aussie, the big, the giant fucking Amazon. Like she's tight. Um, Tom Jane was okay, but it's a little overacting. Uh, but it's okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I've always liked Tom Jane. Yeah, yeah, he's all right. I mean, the haircut was stupid though. Um, God, hated his fucking haircut, man. <laughs> and uh, the 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 chick, the uh, the um, the what are they called? The fucking the belter, the belter, the belt for the belt. I like that chick. Yeah, I like everybody was, but that fucking captain. Right. That was um a problem I had. The 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 accent was so goddamn strong. I'm like, you could have you could have backed off a little bit and it would have still sold it, you know. But um they, they had to do what they had to do. Um well, what sucks is like, you know that we never got to see who made all that shit, who made all the, the stuff, the pro the proto molecule. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why I really wanted to see other seasons i like the mechanic guy wes wes chatham I oh think yeah he's a good yeah, the best character on the show the guy who has yeah. no uh he's a sociopath he's got no emotions right i think there was one episode man he dropped the coldest line i i heard in the entire show he was going to a brothel and that uh Mar martian woman the the athlete um he invites her he was like hey i'm about to go to this brothel uh you want you want to come with and she's like with you or with you and he said that's up to you and he walks off <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah the dude did not give a fuck man he was a sociopath like he had no like everything was about he was basically like a fucking dog man like whatever i need just to get through today you know like yeah. he didn't care about the future he didn't care about no, I, the past he, it was all about uh, right now he talks about the he talks about that a little bit in one of the episodes where he's talking about the churn you know when things start to get chaotic and you know, people that were, you know, pushing you down or now you're pushing them down and, you know, the role reversal type shit. He talks about that. So he gets a little philosophical and you can tell that he's not he's not stupid, um, but he's you know, he's just not he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> For everybody that wonders what the fuck we're talking about. We're talking about a sci fi show on Amazon called The Expanse. It started off on sci fi and then it went to uh, Amazon and they got to cuss in Amazon. So that was a lot better. And um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was actually it's a really good. It's it was I put it up there with Battlestar Galactica as far as like TV sci-fi shows. It's it's up there. And Battlestar you know, Galactica being the top one, the Expanse is right right there with it. And I'm I'm gonna you know repeat my argument once again. If if this kind of show can come out now, and you've got the kind of um, TV quality, cinematography, script writing, props. Uh, you know, the actors and actresses that you can cast for the show, then there is no fucking reason we can't have a StarCraft TV show. We can definitely have a StarCraft TV show, and we should. Blizzard Entertainment has not been the cash cow that they used to be. They are reeling. They've, they're losing executives. They're, uh, they just brought back Chris Metzen for World of Warcraft, and I'm like, dude, they got Chris Metzen back. He was one of the champions of the StarCraft universe when it first dropped. He would be fucking critical if they were just going to write a script for a show, and they can do it. If they can do The Expanse, they can do a StarCraft TV series. So, um, a couple things. The Warcraft movie was supposed to be the start of that, and since it didn't do as well as they thought, it's not... I don't see them going back to that, because... Well, yeah, and so my thing with the Warcraft movie is one, they didn't follow the story close enough, 
And two, I don't really feel like they made the movie the way that it should have been made. Well, you the know? problem I mean, is they followed the story, but they followed the story from Warcraft 1, the game that nobody fucking played. Instead of <laughs> WoW, which is the greatest selling game of all time, they should have focused on that, and they didn't. And that's what killed Because like uh, Jake Austin, Jacob's brother, uh, our cousin, he went. He's telling Jacob back. Jacob's like, "Was that movie any good?" And Austin's like, "They don't talk about anything that happened in the fucking game." And I'm like, they, "Well, they did. It's just that's from the first game. You would have had to play the first." I'm like, I didn't even play the first one. I played number two. So, yeah. like that, like the whole thing about Mediv and um, him getting possessed and the, the orcs coming over. Like yeah. that was the the preamble to Warcraft two. Like you get that backstory at the start of it. So, you know, all the characters like who's the guy that finds the 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 big sword that turns to the frost morn. Who, who's that guy? Arthas. So that's like the biggest character, and he's not in this. Like it's his that's granddad Warcraft or three. his dad or whatever. That's Warcraft 3. Yeah, so that would have been the biggest character, and he's not even in the movie. So well, okay. So my, my thing was is that if if they're gonna tell the story of Lothar and uh Gilneas um and Medivh and all that stuff, you know, they, they found some good actors. I'll give them that, but the whole, you know, the, the way they did the CGI, the CGI was bad ass. Yeah, uh, when Medivh had the, you know, his magic spells that he was casting, bro, that was cool. But the script was like shit, man. I'm like, oh, this is not what I wanted to see. This is not what they they were trying to appease. They were trying to appease a, a Chinese audience, so they got to they got to blend it down. Yeah. Um, but you know that whole movie, if you were going to do Warcraft, it should have been a footnote. It should have been like the history of what had. So that should have been like, you know, the opening of uh, not the opening, but, you know, in the first Terminator movie, when Kyle Reese gets her in the car and he's like he's driving around and he's explaining like where the Terminators come from and the war and all that shit and what happened. He's like Skynet goes, you know, Skynet becomes sentient on this day. And he's like fucking screaming at her and shit like you would need like for a Warhammer movie, you need to like drop in a fucking village where somebody's like. And years ago, the orcs invaded or like somebody's in a jail and they're like, the orcs fucking killed our people. You know, something like that. Not how all this played out because, you know, that that info dump is kind of it's kind of a, a deal breaker. No, the, the, the whole story of Duratan fighting Gul'dan and showing that Gul'dan was actually kind of fucking evil and he was sucking the souls out of people and stuff. I think that was a good a good nod to the lore and the history and like you see Gul'dan take the life out of this other alien species but, and it kind of reveals you know that there's more to the story than what you might remember and for people that just play the game and didn't read the backstory like I did that you know you start to see that though oh hey it is a little more complex so I, I kind of like that they did that but yeah I think you, you're onto something there they need to and that's what I wanted to do with a Starcraft TV show is that you you jump into the game right away and maybe for like the first little bit, you do a little bit of a flashback to uh, Jim Rayner and his training days when he was part of the Heaven's Devils or whatever it was. Or Devin's, I can't remember what the name of it was, but there's, there's a lot of story just for Jim Rayner's character alone. There's so much story from all of their characters. Hell, you ain't even got to just worry about StarCraft. You could do a Diablo show. Diablo 4 is about to drop. You know, uh, fucking uh, Dungeons and Dragons is still huge. There's like a resurgence of what? Why haven't you ever made a StarCraft show? Why don't you do it? Why don't you write the well, script? So I started. I started writing a, like a, a script and a screenplay for it, and I was like, man, this is a lot of fucking work for just me. You know? <laughs> Why don't you do something that's like a short film to something that we could actually make? 
Uh, cause like you said, it takes money, man. When you were talking with Daniel on uh, your podcast the other day, it takes money. Yeah, but we could do something like a, a five minute thing that wouldn't take that much money. Um, okay. If you can think of somebody that can just do some basic gun graphics, some gun CGI, then yeah, we could probably put some together. I've got some ideas for some scenes. Like all you need is a fucking like a cowboy western type of unit, like a frontiersman type of uniform, you know, and you could do like you remember that that sci-fi show, The Outpost. It was low budget, yeah. and uh, it was about aliens. And you know, you kind of see the aliens, and people are getting real fucked up from these aliens. And uh, yeah, I what, that. I liked yeah. About, what I liked about that sci-fi movie is that it it really drew a, a lot of strong parallels to modern military. Like they were yeah. wearing modern military uniforms. They were yeah. using some modern military they language. They had uh, uranium tip rounds. That's what's killing the aliens. Like red, they call yeah. them reds. Yeah, and and so what what I could tell was a little off was the body language and posture, but you you can't coach that to actors. You you actually have to have somebody with a military background in that role to to really get it because just just living that that lifestyle for so long it presents in your body language and you could see it in other people. So that was kind of where I I I was like, ah, eh, this is kind of off for me. But for somebody that doesn't know that, that's a good story. And if you can kind of mold it around that movie and that approach. Then yeah, you can make a low budget StarCraft fan, fan fiction or whatever, and um, you know you really wouldn't need much. If you wanted, you could just do something about Marsara and everybody uh, bulking and gearing up for the Zerg invasion that's about to happen. Or you can do one of the missions where they're part of uh, some sort of counter intelligence group, and they were running a mission on another organization, and there was a firefight and. Um, you can do his squad where he's got him and Tychus, and it'd be real easy. It'd be real easy to do. You just get somebody that kind of looks like Jim Rayner. He's not very tall. You want to make him about, you know, about five foot ten, maybe a little shorter, because you want to bring in the people that are huge, that look like the Terran Marines. Tychus is like six foot five, 240 pounds of solid muscle. And then there's another guy on his squad that was a, a, a big black dude who was also like six foot five, 250 pounds of muscle. You know, these, these are guys that you can find that can fill those roles real easy. And Jim Rayner will look like an average dude, which he kind of was. He didn't get like real big and muscular until he got into his, his later years. So, you know, it'd be real easy. It'd be real easy. Just get a couple of uh, big bodies that can can fill in, you know, for the meat and potatoes of the roles. And then you get your other actors you know, Jim Rayner, um, some of the locals, whatever have you. And it'd be real easy. It'd be real easy. You wouldn't want to play Jim Rayner? Uh, I, I mean, no. Um, one, uh, I can't do the voice. Like, if somebody picks up the Jim Rayner role for StarCraft, he better fucking sound like Jim Rayner. He doesn't have to sound exactly like Jim Rayner, but he's got to be a country boy. He can't. He can't be some fucking city slicker. He's got to be a country boy. It's, it's just Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is Jim Rayner. That's not gonna work. Tom Cruise is Jim Rayner. Ain't gonna work. He's fucking too old. Tom Cruise uh, play everybody. No, Tom. That Tom Cruise is Jim Rayner. No, I'm not. I'm not in it, man. I'm not in it. And see, that's that's the thing. Like, okay, you when you make these shows that I'm supposed to be get behind, and they come from stories from my childhood, you got to cast the right fucking people. So when I jumped in on The Witcher and I started riding The Witcher's bandwagon, I was like, dude, this is a fucking damn good game. Um, but they, when they cast Henry Cavill as Geralt of Rivia, I was like, all right, I like Henry Cavill. He's a good actor. I don't see him as Geralt of Rivia. 
Like, I just, I, that's not who I think of. You know, that character that Geralt of Rivia was portrayed as was a gaunt, scrawny, not good-looking dude. <laughs> well, then what they did was they got the best-looking actor, and then they got a bunch of fucking ugly women to play all the fucking women. Like, they were supposed to be really yeah, hot I can't get my brain around that. It's like, okay, if you want to diversify and satisfy the diversification need, I get that. But don't just outsource it well, to some ugly bitch who, who fits the description. Well, it's like that chick they got playing Starfire and Titan. She's fucking beautiful, but they that that's how you do it. You want to get diverse to get somebody like that, but don't get this fucking ugly, like, yeah, yeah. looks like yeah. a witch. You, you need a fucking ton of makeup just to make her look camera ready. I'm like, no, man, no. I, yeah, that's not, like, when, when I re- heard about these characters, I started reading up about them and started playing the games. I, I imagine these women as beautiful. Now, I get what people are trying to do. They're trying to change the script on what beauty is. But, I mean, there's just some things that about somebody's physical appearance that everybody can agree on is attractive. And if if you're just trying to to meet diversification needs, it's like, come on, man, put some effort into it. Just because she's got a nice rack and she's skinny doesn't mean that you can put her in the role. The role. Anyway, yeah, we bitching and moaning about all that dumb shit. So um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. There's there's so much material that Blizzard can work with if they wanted to do some some studio time again. Um, well, like I said, boy, why don't you do your own little five-minute clip? Why can't you write up a five-minute little screenplay? Something realistic that we could do. Why don't you type it up? Uh, okay, well, okay. Let's let's talk about this. All right, so just spitballing ideas right now. We can talk about the day that Jim Rayner showed up as Marsara on Marsara, and he gets his uh, Marshall badge, and we can just do that. I'll be the, I'll be the tank operator. Order, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Destination proceeding. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you could if you wanted to. Be, you want to be a you want to be a siege tank uh, master sergeant. You can do oh, it. I don't know. I don't know about all that. Maybe I'm not uh, really good at acting, boy. I suck at acting. I'm not good at it. I can't remember my lines. It's not my. That's fucking fine. Thing. I mean, you just gotta be yourself. Be like destination. You know, and get on the radio. Just talk like you normally talk, man. Just yeah. Maybe add a little more southern twang to it. Well, everybody that's a uh, human in that that first game of StarCraft, for those that don't know, they're all country because that's that's the the angle they went with. Um, I, it wasn't until the expansion that they started adding in other ethnicities and and, other, and stuff like that. At first, it's it's all country folk and they all talk a certain way, like uh, the vulture. The vulture rider was a country boy, more like a redneck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then the tank master was uh just a, a southern accent and then you had general duke whale uh should work yeah but then, but then you had the battle cruiser common uh captain and he was russian i don't know where that came from but um you got all these fucking country motherfuckers then you got a russian speaking dude anyway uh so you know we regardless um it wouldn't be hard man i could probably because i already started i already started putting words on a page uh, for, well, for why don't you do a little, do a little five minute clip that we realistically could shoot, like you said, him getting his badge, and then hey, maybe people really get into it because StarCraft is one of the biggest games. Like I think an AI just uh, defeated all the StarCraft champions, so maybe uh, maybe there's enough right. buzz right now where well, people would get into it. So so here's the problem: is that the the StarCraft gaming experience is very niche. It's it's mostly in the Asian communities. In America, it's it's fallen off big time you know you still have your your european uh competitions for like cash prices and shit 
But the, one of their games, Heroes of the Storm, which I, I played extensively, that's actually gone into maintenance mode, which means it's about to die. You know, it's probably a couple of years away from losing network support. And once it loses network support, you can't play it because it's a, it's an online player versus player game. And if there's no network support, there's no server support, then you can't there's nothing you're going to be able to do. Uh, so, you know, that's just an indication that you all their other games. I know Diablo 4 is coming out and that's going to be huge. But for right now, they're, they're not a cash cow no more. So where's the money going to come from? And, and, and they're they're not like. They're not in a position to drop, you know, $100 million. Because to be honest, man, to make this show, you got to have quality graphics. You got to have quality CGI. You got to have quality uh, stages and settings and, and all that shit. And then, like you said, man, you talked about it in your podcast, that costs money. <laughs> yeah, but for us to do a little fan film, you know, we can do something on the cheap. Yeah, we can do something on the cheap. Well, who you got in mind, man? Who you got in mind to be in it? Because it can't just be me and you. Well, you wanted to be Raynor. Uh, uh, oh, well, it doesn't well, have to obviously, be. obviously, I'm going to go to the pool of talent that I've got, Aaron, John, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Logan's been killing me to get into a fucking movie, so I got to get Logan in there. Logan wants to be in a film? All right. Yeah, right. he's bad. I'm talking about every time I see him, it's when we're going to film. When we're going to film, like, bro, I got to rewrite the script. I wrote it for women. I got to change it to teenage boys. It's going to take some work. Oh, Crybaby Creek? Yeah. So I've got to I've got to change the script. About that like a year and a half ago. Do what? You were talking about that like a year and a half ago, man. Yeah, but I've got to change the script to fit him. But you still you still ain't done it yet. <laughs> no. I mean, it's not that much. You're just basically changing all the he's. All the then what the fuck is the holdup, dude? <laughs> you know, I got I don't have a camera. I got to get yeah. a camera. You got. You really got to be motivated to do this shit, man. It's time consuming. It's expensive and fuck. Well, and I don't even know who all's going to play what part. Like he wants to do it badly, and I'm like, okay, well, who's going to play the other parts? Yeah. And I got to. I got to tell everybody. I got to call. I got to send a message to everyone and say, all right, y'all be ready on this date at this time, and nobody's going to fucking show up on time. They're not going to be ready. No, it's everybody's going to miss it, or they're going to forget, or uh, something about Logan, man. He's fucking forgetful. Um. And I'm not the good judging. Thing is, the good thing about it is, is we got Nico's car, and the script calls for an old car, so that's <laughs> actually pretty good. One prop out of the way. <laughs> yeah, because that's going to be the car they're driving in till when yeah. they go out to the Crybaby Creek, and so and so for us to how we're going to set it up because the film quality sucks so bad. Well, yeah, the cameras back then were bad because this is going to be a, a period piece. It's going to like, fit the theme. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a winning recipe right there. You know, most people are, are going to like, they're going to say, well, the camera quality wasn't any good. It's like, it's not supposed to be good. That's part yeah. of the story. Well, and that's the thing. I, I still got my hand, my handheld VHS. I could, we could do it that way. Can we could say this is, takes place in 2002? That's what you would use back in those days if you were going to do something like this. Or hell, so, to stretch it even further, you could probably, possibly do like 1998 or whatever. Yeah. And well, not with that car. I mean, somebody knows that car, but well, that's a that car was made in the two thousands. No, so, so listen, man, that happens all. If you got an Amazon subscription, you watch Prime Video, you can get on Prime Video and look at trivia, and they'll point out bloopers all the time. You ain't got to worry about that. Well, what I'm saying is, is I could use my handheld, 
and do the video that way. And I thought about it, but I got to make sure the fucking batteries are, you know, that fucking battery sucked ass. <laughs> so I've got to get batteries for all the takes. We have to actually do takes. We can't just roll. We can't just roll. Cause I'm yeah. not, I'm not editing. I'm never editing like that ever again. Never. So, and we got to do placements and markers and all that stuff. Um, it can be done. It's just uh, it's just me getting it all together and saying, all right, this is the fucking day we're doing it. Everybody. Yeah, get and I, I think for me, for my project, the problem is, is that I don't have that literature for those books that they wrote about the Starcraft series on hand. And if I'm here. trying to be. Huh? I got them here. You got Starcraft books? Um, well, I got the, the game manuals. No, 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 no. I'm talking about. So they've had comics and books released. Oh, you got them. You, you're doing your own interpretation of it. Well, you need to, no, you, need yeah, you, you got to be true to the source material. You know, you can't, I, I, I'm, of course, I'm going to make up my own language and stuff, but the things that actually happened in the lore, I want to represent that on TV. I don't, I don't want it to be like, oh, well, that never happened in Jim Rayner's past, or we don't know anything about that. Where'd that come from? You know, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. It's a five minute clip of him getting his badge first day on the job. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, they're talking, he's meeting the locals and they're talking about the Zerg and, you know, we don't know what the Zerg is, but we know there's something out there and maybe you have like this. Uh, so so here's the thing. I know that all these studios out there can pull this off because you, you had Firefly with Joss Whedon. He fucking made that phenomenal. And then you had The Expanse with Amazon, another phenomenal show. Um, there's more sci-fi shows out there that I can't think of right now that they don't require a huge budget. They don't require a huge amount of actors. But if you just put the time in, you can make something successful. You could do a, you could title it uh, Raynor, and then like, you know, the the screen like it comes out like from a, a dark fade in, and that way like he's walking into the door, you know, and the lights come up or whatever. That way, people when they're they're like, oh yeah, Raynor, this is gonna be dope. And I mean, it'll be just the best we can do. But <laughs> and then you see Aaron walking through. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I don't know how close you want to play Raynor because. If you do it when he first started, the, the dude was bald. Like he had the crew cut, man. It was, it was just a yeah. Butt. And so there's a thing about that. It's not only did he have the crew cut, um, when he was younger, his hair was long. His hair was real long. So if we do any sort of a flashback, I got to go back and forth between long and short hair. Well, that takes a long fucking time. I, I think you can. I can think you play it loose with the character and just grow your hair out, and I think you'll be all right. Yeah, maybe I, I might be able to just like pull it back, or I, I don't know. And my, so part of my my um, vision for the the episode was to show him shaving his head so that he establishes kind of like a new identity of himself. He takes this role as the marshal. He knows he's going to be out in the field. He'll probably be in some scruffs. He doesn't want to have long hair no more because he's going back to that idea of being a soldier again. And so you shave your head. You cut your head close. One, it shows that you mean business. And two, it's a hygiene thing. You keep your head clean and blah, 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 and all that technical shit. But um, that was just kind of my idea was to show him shaving his head. I don't know. Maybe I'll grow my hair out a little bit longer and do that. <laughs> well, think about it, boy. I'm tying something up. We got to get off of here. It's been, it's been an hour. God damn it. All right. Let me uh, wrap this up. Thanks for everybody for checking in at Big Beefing. Um, our science episode is by far the biggest episode we've ever done. Uh, what? Sometime over the last three months, that science episode brought in brought in like the first like big money 
and I say big money. That that science episode brought in twenty bucks to the podcast. So I don't know what what science episode. There's an episode we have. It's just titled Science, and the picture <laughs> of it. <it's, laughs> the picture of it is me, you, and John, and then our counterpoints, like our geniuses. Like I'm a. <laughs> I think I'm. I'm Einstein, somebody Stephen Hawking, and somebody's uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. And, uh, <laughs> and that that fucking episode got earned us twenty bucks. So if we get more episodes like that, we'll be doing pretty good. <laughs> um, so, anyways, Big Beefin, Aaron, your podcast, Southeast Third, where it's live and ad free. John's podcast, JP's What, which he's back on it. Coming in January, uh, John and Daniel are doing a show called Brown Bag Special. I think Daniel's already changed his channel to the Brown Bag Special. But if you want to listen to Daniel's podcast right now, get on your favorite podcast app and look up SCP Foundation. Before you you cut away, what is that SCP Foundation shit? What is that? Secure, contain, and uh, protect. How did you get involved in that shit? What it is, it's a fanfic website, and the goal is, you know, I like Pokemon. You go out and you fucking catch a little Pokemon and shit. SCP is basically you you write a description for a monster, and the organization has so there's an organization, and they have a big facility, and in this facility they keep these monsters, and SCP guys they are they're the ones that are watching these monsters, so to be part of the fan club. You create a monster and you talk about like what its strengths are, what its weaknesses are, and how you would contain it if it was in this facility. And Daniel's perspective is he's taking the comedy route. He wanted to be like if you're a Joe nobody and you get a job like as a janitor at this fucking place. And he's created stories around that. And that's that's where it comes from. SCP. I didn't really look into it too much, man. I, I probably got that. I may have that all fucking wrong. That, <laughs> that was what, that was the feeling I got. Um, why did I fucking ask you? You don't really know. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what I looked, but that's been a few years ago. And that ain't fucking looked since. Cause it's not my thing. I don't want to sit there and make monsters. It's not my fucking thing. <laughs> like they want, he wants to make monsters. That's fine. I don't want to make monsters. You want to play dungeon master. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's a time consuming fucking process. Yeah, man. I, look, before we cut out, the Daniel's episodes on John are getting more and more fucking harsh. <laughs> oh, the uh, the puppet shows. Man, like here recently, he hasn't been pulling no fucking punches. He tripped me out though on that one where he showed up and he said shalom. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think uh, one of my favorite ones in recent memories where he's like, "Where's Robin Williams? I mean, your dad." <laughs> I like it when he's uh all right. So what we're talking about, D- Daniel's got a for everybody that's listening, Daniel, who was on the podcast last week. He's got a fucking puppet show that he makes where he takes this little kid that looks like the most retardedest fucking puppet you've ever seen, and he's playing that puppet as his nephew. He sounds like a little oh hey dad. He sounds like an idiot. And, <laughs> and, then, and then he's got is John's show is like the hair's all fucked up and his eyes are always big and he always looks fucked and like, but he's always talking like he's rabid. He's like, yeah, do it that way, son. Like, he's always, and he's like, Dad, why don't you ever tip? 
And he's like, fuck tipping, son. You don't need to do that shit. And like, he makes him sound like a dog. <laughs> and sometimes in between Daniel when he's talking, like he's having to stop himself from laughing because he's not trying to edit either. So he's trying to get it done in one take. And he's like, he's like, Dad, why do you always do that? And he's like, what? 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 well, son. And like, you can tell he's covering up the fucking laughter. Yeah. You can, you can, yeah, he's like, he's smart. You can tell he's back there smiling behind the camera, trying not to, <laughs> you can hear him. He'll start talking and he'll have to pause, catch his breath and then start talking again so that he doesn't start busting out on the camera. But, but shit, man, he's like, he's talking about how a, a, a fucking gorilla escaped from the zoo. <laughs> it's probably your dad. <laughs> and it's, it's the, what did it, what did John say? Like the character, John let's, said, so you already know you're not getting shit. <laughs> just, to, just for the listeners to know what the fuck we're talking about. I'm going to play his most recent one. They're look, they're quick. This one's only two minutes. Yeah, go ahead. Do this to yourself. The YouTube channel is called Brown Bag Special. That's that's going to be John and Daniel's new podcast, and this, this, this it's called Stories with Daniel. And this is his holiday special. So <laughs> describe it for everybody that, that doesn't know what's going on. I'm showing you a video of a puppet that this is Daniel's character, and he's blonde and he's Jewish, and this is Daniel's character. All right, <laughs> Stories with Daniel holiday special. So here we go. Everybody, this is Daniel. I just want to tell you a quick story about John, the time he stowed scrap metal. Well, it's a little short story. Him and his little buddy, they wanted oh. to look for scrap metal. And they went to the old Roan property. But funny thing about it, I went with them. And I'm not saying I knew we were stealing, but we were stealing. But. <laughs> Let's just say we took quite a bit. And not only that, not only I did not get in trouble, only John and his buddy did. <laughs> Pretty much when I was asked, why would y'all do this? I just pretty much said, John's a piece of trash. <laughs> That's it, folks. Happy Hanukkah. Shalom, everybody. I thought because it was Christmas, I'll give you one more story. But this time, he was with a friend. Well, a long time ago, him and his friend were supposed to watch a, <laughs> a food stand. Not only that, they were making easy money for, for the charity. <laughs> what I remembered, they were serving nachos, drinks, and some other foods. <laughs> the bad thing about it, they didn't check the nacho cheese. They just grabbed a can off the shelf. And guess what it said? <laughs> Extra spicy. So these customers are buying these chips, eating them. Mouths getting flaming hot. There was even a little kid that was like, oh, it's hot. <laughs> His friend just said, maybe it's because it has gone off the, the food tray. But John and his friend knew better. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Watching all those customers burn their tongues and mouths just because John couldn't read. <laughs> Happy Christmas, everybody. <laughs> yeah, he was laughing there at the end. He said John couldn't read. So two things on that story. The first story, I remember that when that shit went down, um, 
<laughs> they went to somebody's land. They'd, they'd seen a fucking shit ton of metal out somewhere. Somebody was like, ooh, let's go get that metal. And we'll make a lot of money. Well, they fucking got caught dragging it out. Um, and, and there was some drama. John's uh, grandpa was pissed at him for taking that fucking metal. And uh, the second story, I was I was actually the friend in that second story. I was there when that went down. <laughs> Me and John, um, we were working at Walmart. We were working at the one in Arlington, and they were running the Walmart runs a charity every year. And the way we were going to raise money this year is we're going to have a hot dog stand. So you come and buy a hot dog, and we use the the cheapest fucking hot dogs in the store. So we're going to make, we're going to sell those hot dogs for a dollar. You come in, you get a, you get a hot dog and you get a drink for a dollar, even though the vending machines are right there and you get a drink for 50 cents. You pay us a dollar, get a cold. Motherfucker, was I living, was I living with y'all when y'all did this? Yeah. Yeah. I think you were up there. By yeah, the I remember end. this. I remember this shit. <laughs> so the hot dog stand was a total fuck. And I was in charge of it. So it was a total fuck up. And um, I mean, we made money, but the procedures, there was a lot of missteps. And one of them was what Daniel was saying, like we were running low on nacho cheese. And I didn't do the setup. I I, I, I took it over. Like, they were, they were like, Shane, come over. We need you to run the hot dog stand. And I'm like, for how long? Like, for the rest of the week, just run the fucking stand. And it's not that hard. Just You're just selling hot dogs, bro. Cook the hot dogs, put them in the bun, fucking sell them. Make money. All right. So we're doing hot dogs and nachos, right? So the nachos, it's as easy as you can fucking get. You take a big old fucking can of that nacho cheese shit, and you dump it into a fucking pot. You keep it warm. And you spread that shit over with a ladle and you spread it over some chips just out of the fucking bag. Not, not like the kind of gourmet chips, you know, just fucking chips in a fucking bag. And we were, we've been running, we've been running. for a few hours you know okay i want some nachos man i'm like yeah yeah we got you bro we got you so we served like 10 fucking people with nachos and like people are like like people are choking like one fucking kid's like crying and shit and he's like oh it's, this is spicy it's too hot and i was like what the fuck is going on and like everybody's just like you know panicking and john's like being a good worker john's got his little gloves on and he's fucking making shit and i'm looking i'm like something ain't right like these people are you know people are getting sick and i look at john and i, and I said john what the fuck what are you doing and he's like john i'm Shane. i'm just doing what you told me shane i'm making the fucking nachos can you leave me and like the line's starting to back up and John's starting to fucking panic, and I'm starting to fucking panic. Like, John, these fucking people are getting sick. Like, what are you putting in this fucking cheese, bro? And he's like, John, I'm not, Shane, I'm fucking, you're running this shit, Shane. I'm doing what you fucking told me. And so we're going back. We're not getting shit done. The fucking stand's going to hell. And I look down at the fucking can, and it fucking says jalapeno fucking nachos on there. John's fucking giving these fucking people jalapenos. And I was like, John, fucking spicy cheese. You can't feed that shit to kids, bro. You're going to get, it's not going to work. And he's like, well, Shane, you told me to fucking get the cans at the bottom of the show. So I had to shut the fucking stand down. I had to just shut it down, shut it down and uh, get rid of all that fucking cheese. And then we, that was the first time we shut the fucking stand down. We had to shut it down again because my dumb ass, I, I, 
I'd never cooked fucking hot dogs on the grill before. We fucking ran out of propane. The set, so the second shutdown is <laughs> the middle of the summer. <laughs> we're heating the fucking hot dogs up. And it's taking longer and longer to cook the fucking hot dogs. <laughs> but, but it's hot. So I'm thinking they're actually cooking because it's like, well, no, they feel warm. The fucking grill ain't even on, bro. Like there's no fucking heat coming. There's no fire. There's no flame. And I finally looked at it and I was like, I was like, John, there's no fucking flame on that grill, bro. And he's like, Shane, you're fucking running this shit. This is your hot dog stand. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, man, that was the only time I worked fast food and it was a fucking disaster. It's hot dogs. One dollar hot dogs. That's how we had to. We were getting business. We're one dollar hot dogs here. One dollar hot. They come. How much is it? A dollar, motherfucker. Didn't you just hear me? One dollar hot dogs. I want my hot dog blackened, like burnt. Yeah, blackened. Like I'm just trying to get them fucking cooked, man. Like I, I I'm just leaving them out in the fucking heat, and they're just sitting there. Fucking happening. We're not doing shit. Why are you making this all complicated? It's a dollar hot dog. Ran out of fucking uh. Probably run out of some bullshit that I had to go get stupid, man. Like some bread. Like that fucking hot dog stand, man. But we made money. We raised uh we raised about four grand for charity that week. Four or five grand. So before you um tell the story of that guy that wants you to rob an armored truck, yeah, that's gonna be my next uh, that's gonna be my next short story. I was gonna say, why don't why don't you tell this story too? <laughs> well, I just fucking told this one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, okay. I'm just throwing that out there, man. <laughs> no, the next one, the next uh, bonus episode, I'm gonna do it this week. So probably tomorrow night, it's gonna be Michael Tessimer, the story of Michael. I don't know what the I don't know what the lesson is going to be because he was just a fucking dumbass. So I don't know what the lesson is, but uh, don't don't be a dumbass. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good actually. Yeah, but his his is actually pretty fun. I've been I've been going back memory lane, remembering what happened, like all the crazy shit that that guy did. Um, because he he was that I I've tried looking him up. I mean, I could I could look him up, like for real, look him up. But I've tried just like seeing if he's online, and he ain't online. So, but I could find out like the things about his history if I wanted to. I might I might do it. I don't know. Anyways, all right, boy, we went way over time. I'll try. Yeah, to get I gotta go to bed. I gotta be up for work in the morning. All right. Well, I listed all the podcasts already. I'm not fucking doing it again. Uh, we're getting more money than ever because our fucking science episode blew up. So maybe this one will blow up too. And, science. Uh, science. <laughs> yeah. And it's dumbass photos of us. Like, let me let me pull it real quick. Let me tell you who I matched up because I matched it up intentionally. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I gave myself Einstein, of course. <laughs> you. You should do science too. <laughs> That's what we need to do is science too. Well, and then the way I described it is completely misleading. If you go back and listen to the episode. Um, all right. So let me pull it up real quick. Hold on. Some of these fucking, some of these names, Kung Flu. Would you shut up? Why boy? Why? Knockout. <laughs> Bully lad. Bully lad part two. I hope you live. Mr. Black's tape. <laughs> the badassness. Lemonade stand. A morphing band. Active shooter. <laughs> Your windows are dirty. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> one of them's Carl Urban. That was our number one for a long time because I yelled at you and I said, Carl Urban. Um, <laughs> give him a snack, boy. Scaredy cat. Power Banger 69. That one did really good. Power Banger 69. That one did good. Uh, all right, let me find it. Where's the fucking science at? We must have did this a long time ago. Uh, Matt Matt. We actually have an episode called Matt Matt. <laughs> Put your damn getting, shirt on. Getting, getting free advertisement. <laughs> you know, while you're doing that, I'm going to make a comment real quick. I saw a video on Facebook the other day talking about how, you know, people wanting to get three, four hundred million dollars and are like, are you ready for that level of responsibility? And I'm like, yeah, I can actually think of a couple of people where that question is actually important. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Matt would blow through that fucking money quick, bro. <laughs> that shit would be gone. <laughs> fucking gone. Like, in a year, he's fucking broke. You'd be impressed with how fast. It's like, shit, man, I didn't think this was possible. <laughs> yeah, man, you don't need to give poor people money. They don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> All right, science. So we posted this in March the 5th, 2019. It was episode... Damn. I guess I wasn't labeling episodes back then. Nobody's asked a question on it, but that's it's our by far most. Like I said, we made twenty bucks off this one episode. Um, so okay, so it's science. So I'm paired up with Einstein. Uh, you're paired up with Stephen Hawking, and John's paired up with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Jesus. Yeah, and the uh, the description of the episode, which again is misleading, it says. Shane gives a brief history of time. Discussion involves dark matter, quantum physics, and flying squirrel suits. Like, how the fuck? Like, if you listen to the podcast, we barely <laughs> talk about that shit. It opens up with you cussing. It, says, it opens up with you going on a rant. I almost took that rant that you did the other day about Jamie and made that my intro because it's like, he's fucking going off. But, um... <laughs> Oh, which one, man? Because I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> well, and then uh, when you're talking about people in wheelchairs or whatever, and then, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. and then when you when you look at the actual, so sometimes it'll let you. Sometimes I title the clips, and the title of the clip for the episode was "Big Beefing in Space," and that's our most fucking watched episode. <laughs> Don't make no damn sense. Science. All right. Yeah, we'll do a science too. I'll tell them that we need to do a science too. And I'll, I have another description. Like, when we talk about quantum physics. But fuck. Okay. All right, boy. Talk to you later. Bye, boy. Bye. Bye.